it again in New Mexico and Bernalillo County, where the stakes are high and it is not always clear who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. Snap Judgment. Carrie Brandenburg would always say to her children, You know, I'm not going to invest more in you than you're willing to invest in yourself. Gosh, I could say definitely I was a tough love mom. When her son Justin started getting into trouble, doing drugs, then breaking into people's homes, and ultimately getting picked up by the police, Carrie did her best to stay away. I couldn't make excuses for him, and I needed to hold him accountable. I never went to court. I never asked his attorney when any dates were occurring. I never read any police reports. In a way, I I felt bad because I couldn't even be a mother, but I just thought it was important that I not do so. Because? Well, just because of a potential conflict of interest. Carrie was district attorney of Bernalillo County, where Albuquerque sits. She's actually the county's longest-serving DA. And while she might have been the poster mom for tough love, people in the county had started to question why Carrie wasn't that steadfast when it came to the Albuquerque Police Department, especially in light of all the recent police shootings. Which came first, the taser or the gun? That is what Albuquerque police are trying to determine after the department's latest officer-involved shooting. Police say officers tonight shot a man with a gun outside his home, a man who may have been drunk. Three Albuquerque police officers pull up on a violent suspect and opening fire on him within seconds. A total of 22 people were shot and killed by Albuquerque police over the course of just three years. And Carrie's office, which is in charge of holding police officers accountable, had not prosecuted a single one. In fact, Carrie had never prosecuted an officer in all her time in office. We did not proceed against any officer on an officer-involved shooting because we did not feel we had probable cause, the legal standard that we needed to go forward with the prosecution. But by the start of Carrie's fourth run as district attorney, a local reporter exposed a huge crack in the system. I think I started to report on on the grand juries in 2012. Jeff Proctor is a journalist who's been covering the criminal justice system in Albuquerque for the past 15 years. What the DA's office was doing around that time when I really started to focus on this issue They would take that police investigation, and to the best of the public's knowledge, they would present it to a grand jury. Now this is where it gets tricky. In a regular shooting in Bernalillo County, the district attorney decides whether they have probable cause to prosecute that person, and then that case goes to a grand jury. But when it came to police shootings, there was a different system in place entirely. Instead of Carrie's office making the tough call, in-house, of whether or not to charge an officer with the crime, she handed that decision over to a 12-person panel called an investigative grand jury. And this had been the process from the 1980s. And when I came into office, I followed that process um, because I thought it was better to have 12 people make that decision that didn't have a dog in the fight, so to speak, than the district attorney. We thought that was a traditional grand jury where they were considering whether or not to charge the police officer. 
And what we came to learn was that those grand juries did not have the power or authority to indict a police officer for an on-duty shooting, even if they had wanted to. The only power these so-called investigative grand juries had was to find probable cause to indict, but they never even did that. Instead, they gave the illusion that a police shooting had been prosecuted, when in reality it had not. And just to give you a flavor of how friendly this process was to the police officers, the officer would come in and meet with the prosecutor in advance of the grand jury presentation and go over the story, and the officer wouldn't even bring a lawyer with him. It was very, very crazy. The end result is that in Bernalillo County, no police shooting ever made it to a real grand jury. And critics will say that's the whole point. It was a system that was designed to clear police officers. And it worked exactly as it was designed to work. Kerry argues that it's because probable cause is so hard to establish, especially when it comes to an on-duty police officer. Because when a police officer said, I thought he had a gun, and I had, you know, one-tenth of a second to react, it's much more complicated. And the law gives them broader discretion. You know, we were frustrated with parts of the law, but when it got right down to it, I don't know that you'd want to change that law. And and so from where you're saying, where you sit as DA, like, the protocols in place just made sense. It made sense, yes. It would be very wrong for us to attempt to indict a police officer um, just because the public wants one or the media wants one. And so you mentioned we. I'm curious about you. When I say we, I I always say we. Um, Talking about the office, and we had a number of people weighing in. Um, I had three chief deputies and then myself. Ultimately, you know, I'm responsible. If anything goes wrong, I'm the one that, that can be held accountable. Not long after these investigative grand juries were exposed, a district judge went to carry and said, you can't do this anymore. You don't have a legal authority to use our grand juries in this fashion. And ultimately, the practice was stopped. By now, all eyes were on Albuquerque. The Department of Justice was in town, investigating the police department for use of excessive force. And for months, Kerry sat on a backlog of police shooting cases, as her office scrambled to come up with a better practice for holding police officers accountable. There was a fair amount of outrage among a growing group of family members of of people who'd been shot by the police um, and others in the community who went regularly to city council meetings. And there would be, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 people in a row signed up for public comment all basically saying the same thing. Something needs to change with our police department. But I would say that it really exploded after the release of the video recording of two officers shooting a homeless camper named James Boyd. The police shooting of James Boyd set off a series of events that would leave no one untouched, including Carrie Brandenburg. On a sunny day in March of 2014, James Boyd was camping up in the foothills of East Albuquerque. 
A neighbor called the police to report that James Boyd was out there illegally, making noise and threatening a dog. Two officers showed up. How's it going? Go ahead and come out. It's Albuquerque police. Let me see your hands. They abandoned the effort to try to reason with Mr. Boyd, a homeless, deeply mentally ill man who had two small pocket knives with him. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. Drop the knife, please. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. knife. And ultimately, about 20 officers showed up on scene. They put into place this haphazard plan to take him into custody. They threw a flashbang, sicked a dog on him. Tried to shoot him with a taser shotgun, which didn't work. His hands are still armed. Get your hands out. And then two officers fatally shot him as he was turning away from them. And it was, at that time, one of the clearest looks in American history from an officer's perspective at a fatal police shooting. The entire incident was captured on the helmet camera of one of the officers who shot James Boyd. A week later, the Albuquerque Police Department released the video. And it's a very difficult video to watch. It's a man being killed on video. And so from a human perspective, it's, um, it's brutal. I remember seeing the video over and over and over as probably, you know, millions of other people. I did not see why it was necessary to shoot him at the time that they shot. I didn't understand that. Now, I can tell you as a, as a prosecutor, as a DA, you know, we don't have the luxury of looking at that tape of the shooting and jumping to conclusions. So I wanted more information. It would take the Albuquerque Police Department six months to turn over its report of the James Boyd shooting to the district attorney's office. Once Carrie had it in her hands, it took her one month to decide what to do. We felt like we had probable cause. Um, There was enough question and that we needed to proceed by way of preliminary hearing and allow a judge to look at everything and decide whether or not to move the case forward to trial. And so this was the first time that you're deciding to file murder charges against two officers? Yes. What was different about the Boyd case? Well, for one, we had a video of it that showed the actual shooting, and it was very clear. We had probable cause. You know, we had evidence that would meet that legal standard. We told the community when we had probable cause, we would go forward. Was it a hard decision to decide to prosecute for you? It was... um, Yes, it was, it was very, very difficult. It was probably one of the most difficult decisions, you know, uh, I had to make as district attorney. How so? Why? Well, we knew that the police department wasn't going to be happy. Um, there was no question about that. But we had to do what we felt like we had to do. Carrie talked to the defense attorney for the two officers who shot James Boyd and told him she planned to bring criminal charges against them. And um, his response is, you know, that's what I figured. 
But before Carrie could even carry out that decision, she got a knock on her door one Friday morning. Our PIO, public information officer, came into my office and she said, Carrie, I got an email from a reporter from the Albuquerque Journal and he wants to know, do you have any comment about um, being a suspect in a case involving your son? Carrie's son, Justin, was charged for burglarizing two homes a year and a half before. At the time, Carrie had talked to the victims and encouraged them to report the crime. But now the police department was claiming that Carrie had tried to bribe these victims so they wouldn't report her son to the police. I couldn't get my head around, you know, how can you tell two people to go to the police and then you're, you know, then you're a suspect in bribing them. I I don't even know if there's words for how I felt. I was um, shocked and it just came out of nowhere. Two days later, the Albuquerque Journal broke the story. Which obviously called my integrity and honesty into question. I wasn't feeling good. I never thought I would be in a situation where I was a suspect in a criminal case. It had been two months since Carrie told the police she was going to prosecute the two officers who shot James Boyd. And now she found herself the target of an investigation by the same police department. When reporter Jeff Proctor dug further into the story, he learned that the police department had opened this investigation into Carrie the year before, but lacking any solid evidence, they had closed it. And around the time that she started to make noise about charging the officers and the Boyd shooting, it didn't necessarily get reopened, but they, the Albuquerque Police Department took this big box full of stuff from, from this investigation they'd conducted, and they drove it up to the state attorney general's office. They set the box on a conference room table in the AG's office and didn't tell anybody that it was there. And this was over the Thanksgiving weekend. So the attorney general's folks discovered the box the following Monday or Tuesday when they got back to the office. Meanwhile, the city of Albuquerque gave the case file to the Albuquerque Journal. And the Albuquerque Journal wrote a story before the attorney general had even seen the file saying that Carrie Brandenburg was a suspect. The day after the story broke, Carrie decided to hold a press conference at her attorney's office. I was very clear in saying I did not do anything, and I would not do anything that was um, criminal or illegal or use my position as district attorney in any way whatsoever. And I never would have done anything that would absolve um, my son of, of responsibility for his actions. And then one reporter asked, Carrie, will you continue with your probe of any uh, police shootings, including the boy shooting? I said it's, it's business as usual, and I will continue to, to do my job. I was even more determined, you know, to, to press on and, and do what I thought was the right thing in regard to the Boyd case. A month later, Carrie finally filed criminal charges against the two officers who shot James Boyd. But if she thought it was going to be business as usual, it certainly was not. The following day, there was another officer involved shooting involving the Albuquerque Police Department. Two officers shot and killed a man during a foot chase. 
And when Carrie's chief deputy showed up on the scene, like they always do, she was asked to leave. And my chief called me up and said, Carrie, we're getting kicked off. Carrie told her to sit tight. She got on the phone with the city attorney and other officials. And they basically said, we don't want you here. You're proceeding on the Boyd case, and we think that creates all sorts of issues. I said, we have to. It's our responsibility to be there. The very next day, city officials made themselves even clearer. The mayor's top executive sent Carrie a letter calling on her to remove herself from prosecuting the James Boyd case and appoint a special prosecutor. They argued that because she was now a suspect in a case involving her son, she was no longer impartial towards the police department. What's your reaction? You know, I, I, it was, uh, I think I said this is the twilight zone. I mean, we, we are living in the twilight zone. Um, it's bizarre, is what I thought. But Carrie held her ground and kept moving forward with the case until... The judge has just ordered District Attorney Carrie Brandenburg's office to be taken off the James Boyd murder case. Over the fact that Brandenburg charged the two APD officers with murder around the same time police were investigating her in connection to criminal cases involving her son. Now, even though the judge points out that the two cases are not linked, she says the appearance that they're connected creates a conflict. In fact, the court said there wasn't a conflict of interest, but there was an appearance of a conflict of interest, and she removed us from prosecuting the case. One of the attorneys for one of the officers said, made some comment like, well, now that the DA's office is conflicted off, I'm sure that they won't be able to find someone to prosecute the case, so it'll probably end up being dismissed. It left a bad taste in my mouth. A lot of things that happened left a bad taste in my mouth. Carrie might have been conflicted off the case, but the judge did task her with finding someone else willing to prosecute the two officers. In removing Carrie, ultimately what the defense lawyers for these two officers got was an opponent who was one of the best trial lawyers in the Southwest. Carrie brought in an attorney named Randy McGinn, and she took the case all the way to a criminal trial where the officers who killed James Boyd had to face murder charges. But in the end, the jury hung. Three chose to convict, nine chose to acquit. So, you know, we were validated all the way up the line um, until it got to the jury. And, and the jury hung. Wow. What do you think of that? Well, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't acquit outright. It's very, very difficult to get a conviction. And I think that most people in our community, at least most people in the legal community, were assuming that the officers would be acquitted. And we were surprised that it was a hung jury and that three people voted to convict. With a hung jury, there was still a chance that the two officers would be retried. But that decision would not be up to Carrie. I've written a bunch of stories about that in the aftermath of of the hung jury. There were people who were very upset. There were other people, you know, who took sort of more of a a 30,000-foot view and said, you know what, The, the officers were charged. We had a public preliminary hearing done with the lights on. And then, you know, we had a public trial where both sides got to make their case and 12 people got to decide what the result was going to be. So this was, in fact, the system working. 
Carrie had long ago decided that her fourth term as district attorney would be her last. I'd ask someone to shoot me before I'd run again because that was just a lot of time. I want to get back to some kind of quality of life with my family. Before she left office, she did get one bit of good news. The attorney general cleared Carrie as a suspect in the case involving her son, Justin. And what he determined was that the entire APD investigation and the way it was handled and the way it was publicly disclosed had been politically motivated. In fact, I interviewed him shortly after he uh, released his report, and I asked him point blank, what do you mean by politically motivated? And he would not elaborate. I was relieved. I just read that he said that there was no evidence, and, you know, that was the end of it, and that's pretty much all I cared about. Did you feel redeemed in any way? You know, I didn't feel redeemed. I wish. I felt dirty from the whole mess. Um, It was ugly. It was nasty. It was negative. And I don't know that I'll ever feel cleansed from that. Um, But, you know, you you do the best you can and, and move forward. Very, very big thank you to Carrie Brandenburg and Jeff Proctor. And to find out more about what's gone down in Albuquerque, we're going to have a link to Jeff Proctor's reporting for the Albuquerque Journal on our website, snapjudgment.org. The original score for this story was by Renzo Gorio. It was produced by Nancy Lopez.